into the draft time show on allravensradio.com. Yeah! Alright! Develop a strong mind and you will live a strong life. And today we have DiCarlo in the studio with us. As naturally Lily is not too well, she has no voice in her. She was coughing and all sorts of things and was sent home from work yesterday. But it's not the, it's not the vid, so that's fine. <laughs> okay, so how are you doing DiCarlo? Hello everybody, how are you doing? It's good to be back. Um <laughs> As you know, Lily's been keeping the seat nice and warm for me for every time I come here. Yes. So it's good to be back. It's good to be back and it's good to have you in the studio with us tonight. And lots to be getting on with as well, mm-hmm. I must say, um, as regards to our schedule. And we also have a special guest coming in. That's Marcia Heard. And um, as regards to the Mercy Ships, we're going to learn a lot more about that because that was something I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Mercy so ships. yes yes so that's very very interesting um shouting out uh, all the djs yesterday dj slim dj mark philogene fantastic job as well as the djs doing an amazing job over the start end as well so starting off di carlo what is today's national day um today's national day is um um i'm i am in control day I am in control day. That's right. So today's national day. I am in control day. I mean, there's lots of lots of different things going on on the 30th of March. But I thought I really like I really like this national. um, I really like the the idea of the national I'm in control day purely because apparently it was something to do with Reagan and the vice president when Reagan got shot and the vice president, I can't remember his name. He said that he was in control now and it was taken wrong in the wrong way, but he didn't mean that he meant he was just in control while Mm. the president was getting better. And apparently this was the, this was what this day was born out from. So, but it's really what it says, isn't it? On the the tin, it's a day to get things under control in your life on a day to day basis, bit in line with the, the motivation that we saw there wasn't or heard mm, there yeah. as regards to taking control, taking uh, matters into our hands, as it were, being stronger in our minds, being stronger in our hearts and really pressing forwards and making making life matter. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Um, taking control uh, is a big yeah. it can be a big step. Mm. But, you know, when you do make that big step. That's where you can feel the control. That's right. Just mm-hmm. grab the bull by the horns, they say, right? Well, I don't know about controlling a bull. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've seen them, you know, with the, the, the rodeo. And some men kind yeah. of do, right? But you don't grab them by the horns. Uh, no? No. Nah. Oh, would you grab, grab them by? by the horns. Right, okay. If you do grab the bull by the horns. You've had it. Okay, okay. Mm. So it's usually the horns that grab you and okay. throw you over the place. <laughs> Yeah. I have seen that. I have seen that. So how to observe hashtag national I am in control day it says there's ways to help help the out of control feeling. So do you ever feel out of control? Have you ever felt that yes. way? If you don't feel out of control, you're not human. Mm. You can never be in control 24-7. You can't. Yeah, because there are actually some things that we are, are not in control of as well. Mm-hmm. Things such as the weather. I think I've, I've spoken about this on one of my YouTube videos. Yeah, but... 
what you talked about, see, weather is out there. Something we're not in control of. Yourself. When yes. it comes to yourself, yes, there are times where you can lose control. Say, mm. for instance, driving. Yeah. Today I got stuck behind somebody deciding to do 25 mile an hour in a 40 mile an hour zone. And I'm bibbing, bib, 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 and I've got the kids in the car, and it's not really that's losing control and showing mm. them how to lose control. Yeah. So, yeah. So, just co- sorry, I cut you there. No, in a moment, we can be out of control. Yeah, in a moment. Yeah. So, it says one way to begin is to take a break for a minute and evaluate our situation. So, when we think about it, when we're kind of like, you know, you die, because people cut you up to do all sorts mm-hmm. of things, and you. Basically, it's it's not nice feeling, and then your second split second that's it. You're not yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes we can only take charge of the things we are in control over. We just said that, and everything else we have to let go. Then you want to start using a daily planner. It says declutter, make lists, tackle one project at a time, learn organizational skills, ask for help, talk mm-hmm. with someone, feel confidence with your decisions. Take charge of the things you can can control one by one. Use National I Am In Control Day to post on social media. So if you're listening and you're doing your socials, there you go. Hashtag National I Am In Control Day. It's quite nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's, I, it's, I, I kind of like that, but it shouldn't be just one day it should be all the time absolutely you try to do as much and try to be in as be in a controlling way as much as possible Mm. as in not to control others but to be in control of oneself absolutely absolutely so greetings to everyone in the chat room we'll be giving you a shout very soon and um yeah it says there though that the national i'm in control day is a day that helps us if we've been out of control, I guess, to just realign, readdress things and just start afresh and try and maintain it on a day-to-day basis. So like you said, it's something that we should do every single so day. So would you say this is more based to people that um, um, look on social media or listen to social media and the media itself? Because no. think about it, if you live somewhere somewhere where you don't watch no TV and you don't really listen to the radio or read newspapers, how are you going to know it's I'm, I'm in control day today? Well, <laughs> you understand? I guess it's stuff we make up. Because last week was uh, reflection, reflection Day, something Reflection Day, and that was to do with being one year in um, COVID since the lockdown. So being a year in lockdown, they've mm-hmm. actually got a day to observe now. So these are things, like I said, this one came out of, Mm -hmm. it came out of Ronald Reagan being shot and the vice president saying, I'm in control. But then something new came out of it. Mm. And I think that's, that's it. But it's, it's, it's good to kind of, I guess, have something in the sense of, okay, national, I'm in control day. And it's a focus. It's a focus then. But yeah, you're right. Every day should be, Mm -hmm. I'm in control. Mm -hmm. But like you just said today, (laughs) you'll be out of control. Do you know what I mean? You you lose, lose a plot. Yeah. You know, you say, I mean, if you have children or grandchildren, I'm sure they weren't going to make you lose control for that for a moment, you know, when they might do something that's like not right. So, mm. Mm. yeah. It's quite funny. I don't, Inter- yeah, I don't ever lose con- um, my temper with no, the grandchildren. It's quite funny. Temper, temper and control, temper is another level. But that's control. That's out of control. Yeah. 
losing control can be like, for instance, um, running to the toilet. Your timing needs to be right because I know many people probably, um, like my daughter today, she was dying to go to the toilet, dying to, and you're rushing to get her. And, you know, by the time you get to the toilet, your, your legs are shaking and you're trying to, see? So, matter of just control and timing. Oh, hush. I, I hear you. <laughs> and that is exactly what it's about. So, uh, next thing now is um, Today in History. And um, Today in History, it says the 15th Amendment gave blacks the right to vote in 1870. Right. So obviously they didn't have rights Mm -hmm. um, before, uh, but um, today, 30th of March, gave them the 15th Amendment was changed so that it gave people that, regardless of race, a chance to vote. You know, that was actually just just this clicked and dawned on me. That Mm. was five years after slavery, the abolishment of slavery. Exactly. Five years after the abolishment of slavery. Yes. they were still having issues with having being able to vote. Mm, mm. They might have the right to, but they weren't allowed to. Right. They were suppressed. Yeah, especially down south mm. and the north. They, I think, they covertly, um, although they were supposedly free, they covertly still yeah. supported slavery. Yeah, it coaxed them back into some form of um, slave. Um, it wasn't slavery, but mm. it was more like, for instance, um, slave wage. Mm. And they've still, mm-hmm. still nothing's changed today. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because obviously we're talking about the US, the American constitution. Mm-hmm. We're not under the constitution. So I looked it up to see if we had the right to vote in this country. And it says that black people have never been prevented from voting in the UK mm-hmm. um, on the grounds of their colour. So that's really good. But it said slavery has never been legal in the UK, but they still had it. Mm-hmm. So... You know, but we've always had the opportunity to vote. Yeah, when you say that, um, slavery, yeah, it wasn't in this country, but it mm. was as in the Caribbean and other places. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so they didn't have certain rights, I guess, that we would have had here. But, I mean, it's again, it's covert, the racism in this country. Mm-hmm. And going through a lot of the articles, you see how <sighs> hidden... It is. It's hidden, but it's not hidden. Well, I mean, you're talking about slavery and especially in this country. Or racism. Yeah, Yeah. there's there's a um, series on um, BBC iPlayer Mm. um, with Samuel L. Jackson. Right. There's quite a few, quite a few um, uh, um, documentaries about slavery and how much this country was involved because they say... um, uh, the UK, Britain, yeah. started the slave trade. Yeah. They were the, the instigators and the, the, the create, creators of it. Um, but um, in this, on these programmes, I watch them quite often, mm. you hear a lot about um, how the slave trade actually took part in Britain and where it was um, um, associated. Yeah. Like the first place that they started... The slave trade was in Barbados. Mm. That was the first place. Not Jamaica. Mm. It was Barbados. Well, they what they used to do as well, they'd bring them here and then they'd ship them out mm. as well. There's a lot. There's a lot um, when you kind of start digging mm-hmm. in that respect. But, you know, we, we, we know it's something that we can't hide from. It's something mm-hmm. that is there. 
And that's why we're asking beautiful people, we're asking you today, can we call ourselves English? And this is due to a an interview that my mum sent over. As regards, it was David Lammy with a lady speaking on the telephone and she say, no, you cannot be called English because you're Afro-Caribbean. So if you're born here and obviously not our generation, I guess, because we are first generation, aren't we, mm-hmm. from our parents. So our children and our children's children, are they English? That's the question that we're asking you today. So are, 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 can we call ourselves English and this is in line as well to the ethnic forms. Yeah, I, I have this conversation a lot mm. um, because it's oh, it seems to be over only in this country. Mm. Whereas um, I would speak, but I'd say I said I'm English. I was born in England mm. and I'm English. If I'm born in Germany, I'm German. If I'm born in Jamaica, I'm Jamaican. If I'm born in Spain, I'm Spanish. Mm. But. As you stated, there there is a, 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 a certain a party of people that like to distinguish who is mm. who and what is what. So when it comes to England, like for instance, literally I was on the news today. Um, they were talking about racism in football again mm, that's something we're going to tackle again. we're going to tackle that later. so you know yeah. no matter how well mm. your team is doing yeah you still have those people outside mm. um that feel that britain belongs to be it, it should be british people here so british people hence white people right because okay. even on the ethnic um forms i don't know what they're called um, when they say, right, tick whatever box you fit in, there isn't black English. There's never black English. UK black, because we used to say we were UK black. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, not black English. Yeah. Why Why can't we be English if we were born here? And her, sorry, just one point, she said that we're polluting the world mm-hmm. as well, which I found quite rude. Can you imagine? It's, it's like you're polluting the world, but... Mm. It's only in the last, well, other than when we were um, um, taken from from Africa mm. to come here, we were all in Africa, and we weren't the ones that was going around polluting and killing and and uh, you know doing doing what was done. But um, it's I was um, talking about this with um, Sonia the other day about. Um, in Germany, mm. they don't have the ethnicity forms. Yeah. They don't. So I goes, but how... Because it was talking about um, certain, like, medical records and so on. And to a certain point, all of our documents, if I go to another doctor, that doctor get is able to get my documents. Yeah. From so far back. Whereas over there, slightly different. Right. What What's the difference? Well, for instance, okay, let's say she could not find her um, whether she found find the certificate that stated that she had the mumps um, injection. Mm. So, and I'm saying, well, can't you ask your doctor, or shouldn't your doctor know that? Shouldn't it be in your records? But it's like, nope, because it, you know, you 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 more or less kind of have one doctor, and that doctor. Um, has everything now if you move somewhere else it's not like they can all go to that doctor and get it 
Mm. It's like you've got to take it with you. And if you lose that, it's like, yeah. what records do you have of yourself? This is why we, when we spoke, Lily and I spoke about the digital passports, mm-hmm. oh, not digital passports, the digital identity. I think they have it in Iceland. I think they have it in, was it Albania or somewhere? In, not in implant? No. Okay. It's just a number. Everyone has a number and that's that's them. That's who you are. No one else can use your number. So your bank, everything is secured. No one can go in and do a load of fraud mm-hmm. because they do not have that number. That's a, there's only each, one person yeah, has that number. Like a print, yeah. Right. And it's exclusive to you, you see? Yeah. So like so, for instance over here, um, when they, was it a clone your cards and yeah. clone things? So no cloning. None of that goes yeah. on. None of, I think it's Estonia. That's right, Estonia. Okay. Um, they, they can't, they don't do any of that stuff. But going back to obviously these um, ethnic forms, can we call ourselves English? We're going to um, put that one out to you, beautiful people. And yeah, let us know what you think as regards to, to that. Now, breaking news today. And one of the points was that the UK, remember we spoke on reparations a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It says that UK university to return looted Benin bronze to Nigeria. So they're starting to return the, the artifacts mm-hmm. that were stolen. Yes, yeah, so it said British soldiers seized thousands of metal castings and sculptures from the Kingdom of Benin and then separated um, from British ruled Nigeria in 1897. And I'm sure it's the uni- University of Aberdeen says that they are going to return the bronze um, to Nigeria within weeks. And I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, we um, when I posted up, when I posted up the video on reparations, we have a troll... <laughs> that's trolled us and said that reparations are theft. They've told us that people um, who expect to, to be paid from ancestors, it's it's wrong and that we are going to be stealing taxpayers' money. All this stuff, it's under the, the video um, on our I Am Wimbo 77 page. And um, yeah, it's, it's quite damning to th- mm-hmm. think that people actually think like that, mm-hmm. you know, and... Here we have, it says that they've looted stuff from Benin, right? But we are, this man says that we will be stealing from the taxpayer. Yeah, but it, that, that's that's a funny thing. Mm. Because if, when you look at, if you look at the whole of Europe, yeah. okay, including UK, even though they want to say that their Brexit is, is, um, separates them. Mm. If you look at from this country, okay, most there's no gold in this country yeah none whatsoever so for them to say well it comes from africa or it comes from this part and that's from our commonwealth but the how did you get the commonwealth well like it said there that the, the british soldiers looted exactly they went in and took exactly. what they wanted so from your looting you, yeah and you're still to this day mm. just like still to this day they were still paying the slave masters reparations reparations right okay so all of this looting and they're trying to say that we're thieves yeah or that's what the guy this, said yeah. yeah look you you just have some really really backward people mm. and it's it's i it's not that guy's fault. I've, I kind of feel sorry for him to a certain extent because he's just been misled for the whole of his life. So if he is in his 50s upwards, he's had 50 upward years of rubbish talk to him mm. and he does not know anything about humanity. He's not, he's, he's not human. 
Yeah. He's, he's inhumane. And it's quite, it's funny, the, the comments are just, um, I, I really don't know what to say in regards to them. But I, me personally, I don't feel that it's, reparations is just about money. It goes a lot deeper. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. we had this conversation mm. and yeah, it's not reparations. You know, you can't, um, look, if, like they said, okay, if the dollar was to be wiped off the barrels of oil, mm. okay, America yeah. would go bankrupt, okay? They would become a third world country. Okay, so vice versa. And it's the same in this country, okay? If this country was to give back everything that they took, mm. okay, and pay back, this country will be in debt. So even though it's, how was it, 800, um, nearly 800 billion or something in debt, um, in um, in debt due mm. to the COVID, okay, how much more do you reckon there would be mm. if they were to give everything back? Because when you think about it, um, in regard to that, right, because we're speaking beautiful people about the, UK, um, the University of Aberdeen returning uh, looted artifacts. bronze artefacts mm-hmm. to Nigeria. Um, but in line with that, speaking about how reparations this is part of reparations Mm -hmm. and the 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 point that the guy made he said reparations are theft and extremely racist stop trying to steal other people's money it doesn't belong to you and you aren't owned aren't owned owed a thing but this is not what we're saying all those um we as we said have been paying back the debt to the the masters that took the black people as well as uh I know Africa has a lot of debt that they owe a lot, don't they, to mm-hmm. um, these countries. Why should they owe when you went and plundered and raped and pillaged? Mm. Why should they owe anything? Reparations. You give reparations back in that way. Right? It's not about money. It's not about money, but give the people what they are due. Right? It's like shaking shaking a person's hand. So you shake the country's hand and with your other hand you punch them in the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, or stab them in the back. It's very bad. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I'm really glad that this um, University of Aberdeen is going to return the stolen artefacts back. And, uh, you know, let's hope that a lot of other people start following suit and returning the wealth actually where it came from. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a bit of breaking news there. And in line to that person making those comments, I think... You're right, it's about ignorance, isn't it? Yeah. And just delving deeper. And this country's full of it. Yes, there's a lot of ignorance in this country. From when they can say that we're polluting (laughs) up the place, right? That means we're pollution. Let me tell you something. When you say ignorance, Mm. where the the percentage of ignorance are in those those racist people. Mm. So if you say predominantly that there's um, 48% of um, white people in this country that want... Um, other people out that's 48% of ignorance Mm, mm. plain and simple because I think as well in a lot of instances a lot of people have come from the outside and built up the system here but that is not recognised no because they feel it's probably their privilege abuse Mm. and disuse Mm. yeah yeah so beautiful people when you think about it 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 really is beggar's belief sometimes but don't forget 
you know, things will turn around. We have come out of, I think we're starting to come out of this whole situation, aren't we? Um, and that's a wonderful thing as well. Remembering that we are, uh, it is National I Am In Control Day, so we are all in control, take control of that vessel on a day-to-day basis. And the 15th Amendment, the US Constitution was adopted, which allowed black people the right to vote in Mm. 1870. So how amazing is that? How awesome is that? We'll see y'all in five. Have your phone in on fullflavorsradio.com. Stay there. We'll be back after these. My name's Phil. My name's John. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 too. I've got leukaemia. I've got leukaemia. Chemotherapy didn't work on me, nor did radiotherapy. They didn't work for me either. So now, a bone marrow transplant's my last hope. It's my last hope too. (laughs) They found me a matching donor. They can't find a donor for me. I'm white. I'm black. I'm having a transplant next week that could save my life. There are 24 times more white people than black on the UK Bone Marrow Register. If you're black or mixed race, join the register today. Visit ACLT.org and see how you could be the one to save a life. ACLT unites to fight leukemia. Rawview Music presents Alicia Banks on Upfront, a seven-track compilation, including the hit Love Has Found Its Way. Love Has Found Its Way. In our hearts today Salty, crisp, clear and upfront In our hearts today Upfront, now available on iTunes and all major digital platforms Download and stream Love Has Found Its Way and the EP Upfront today at rawvuemusic.com, iTunes, or your preferred online platform. Alicia Banks on Upfront. Coming to a speaker near you. Love Has Found Its Way. Different, 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 different tastes in music. Makes no difference what you like. If you want it, we got it. Right here. Allflavorsradio.com. The number one radio station on the net. Reaching 179 countries in the world. With the best variety of music. Cells leave me blinded like I see my life in real. High as hell, fuck a job, I'd rather spend a life in jail. Looking for myself while I hustling my clientele. I'm a king, just need the evidence. No reparations, slave master, where the severance. They be severing heads, I'm using fairies leverage. And when I find myself on fight back, then I'm a terrorist. Looking back, I'm far from the real me. Far from my true path, if I find it, they will kill me. Looking at my past, I can't play it if it's still me, I die. In the end, I guess that will see. I'm a black man, a warrior from Africa. Mapping stars and galaxies, our mathematics accurate. Civilized, not savages, I wish. 
of Therese Jade there, phone line, and the track before was Black Lotus Africa, sorry it wasn't the, the version for radio, oh yeah. Okay, sounds of Therese Jade there. 
true friends. So we now have a special guest coming in tonight, and her name is is sorry, Marcia Heard. Marcia, hello. Hi, Limbo. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. Hi. Sorry. Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So Marcia Heard, she works for the Mercy Ships. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, please, Marcia? Yeah, sure. Um, thank you, Wimbo, for having me on the station, first and foremost. I really appreciate it. Um, just raising the profile of the Mercy Ships. Um, so, like you said, my name is Marcia, and um, I'm presently a sickle cell nurse, and I work in North London. Mm. <clears throat> and um, I'm a Christian. I serve at my local church in Tottenham. Uh, I enjoy making things, jewellery, candles, body scrubs, things like that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I like massaging. And I had the privilege of working on the Mercy Ships um, as a volunteer uh, a couple of, uh, a few years ago, and I went twice. I've been to Congo, and um, I've served in Benin as well. Awesome. And loved every minute of it. Such mm. a fantastic organisation, charity. Mm. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So you you a sickle cell nurse as well? Yes, I am, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. So you you do quite a lot. So you're obviously a qualified nurse. Yes, <laughs> Being a sickle I am, cell nurse. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. So what yeah. are the mercy ships then, Marcia? Well, it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hospital ship, basically. It's an um, international... Well, they would say international um, development charity, mm. and they um, provide free healthcare to the poorest nations um, all over the world. Uh, they're involved in community development projects, health education, mm. uh, mental health programs, agricultural programs, palliative care, uh, looking after the terminal patients as well. It's the largest non-governmental government um, hospital ship in the world, actually. And their motto is um, bringing hope and healing. Brilliant. Um, yeah. So it was founded by um, somebody called Don and Dayon Stevens, Stevens in 1978. But in a nutshell, it is um, a hospital ship. And when it docks, wherever it's stocking, mostly on the west side of Africa, um, but they do travel around as well. Mm. So when they're there, they actually do community programs and projects as well. And um, they do health education. So they have like doctors and nurses come in and they're taught, you know, um, from the ship. Um, they do agricultural projects and things like that as well. So, yeah, that, that's basically what they are, a hospital uh, ship on water. <laughs> hi, 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 Marcia. Ship on water, yeah. Awesome. Hi, Marcia. I, I'm Dakala, by the way. Hello. Pleased to have you on the show. How you doing? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yes, hi, I'm Dakala, um, with my brother, um, covering for Natural Lily today. Um, thank you for coming on the show. I wanted to ask you a question. Um, how is this company funded? How how did I find it? No, how how is this company funded? So how does the funding? Company, it's it's yeah. the funding. It's um, by donations actually. Um, so they get some government funding from. Um, well, it's yeah, they get funding. People donate. Um, from all over the world, that's that's how they're funded, really, because it is a charity. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. And I know that you volunteer, don't you? In yes, the fact I do, so yeah. yourself you have to raise the funds you were saying, right? Yeah, you have to raise your own funds. Um, and it's, it's good in a way, because when you're raising your own funds, you're, um, you're raising the profile of the Mercy ships as well, yeah. and you're raising your own funds as well. So um, I was a speaker. Before I went on the ship, I was a speaker for the Mercy ships. Mm. Um, and then I went, and I had that experiential um, experience of being on the ship. And then, um, you know, I'm still um, a speaker. Not so much now because of the COVID situation, mm. but... Um, yeah, so it, it's funded by um, it's a charity, so it, they do heavily uh, rely on um, donations. Donations. So, are yeah. they are they currently doing anything during this COVID crisis? And um, they're not at the moment. They're they're um, getting ready to sell to Senegal. I think mm. they're going to be in Senegal. Um, that's their next field trip. So they normally go out for ten months, okay. um, then they come back and they go to the Canary Islands where they have a deep clean. Mm. All the theatres, all the wards, every part of the ship is deep cleaned um, until they go out to service again, which is in September. Awesome. So they're presently preparing for that at the moment. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Is it only? Um, uh, mainly African countries that they tend to go to? It is It is at the moment. It is at the moment. It is international, but that's where um, they've been doing the majority of their work um, over the years that they've been there. Um, Benin, Congo, Madagascar, Guinea, um, Sierra Leone, Togo, Senegal. So that's where they've been doing the majority of, of their work. And is, yeah. there a, is there a lot of sickle cell in um, in those countries? There is, there is a lot of sickle cell, even though um, I went as, uh, what they do, they kind of like draw on the skills that you have. So um, before I was a sickle cell nurse, I was a district nurse. So uh, a lot of my work here in England um, as a district nurse involved um, wound care. So when uh, so you put your skill sets down um, mm-hmm. when you're applying, and so they posted me in uh, the outpatients department. So that's where I was working. So a lot of patients that come in, obviously they all have to be um, assessed. They all have to be screened, and um, some of those patients that have sickle cell, so they're topped up with blood, and you know they're uh, cared for in a slightly different way. Um, if if they are going for their operations and they have sickle cell. Um, Amazing. Yeah, you said that you but, also yeah. need a strong stomach for the job, right? You do. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I applied, um, well, I first come came to know about the Mercy ships. Well, must have been about twenty years ago or so. And um, at the time, um, you know, it's probably about twenty five years ago or so. Um, and I actually saw it at a, um, the Mercy ship was a, a church exhibition. Mm. And I just thought, oh, that sounds such an amazing uh, ministry, amazing um, charity. And I'd really love to, you know, serve there one day. I'm going back about 20, 25 years ago now. And um, so when I fast forward to 2011, (laughs) uh, when I started applying um, and um, you know, investigating and finding out how I could go about it and giving them my skill sets, etc. They, um, in preparation, especially from the nursing perspective, they give you a book, and mm. that booklet is all about, um, you know, uh, 
being on board the Mercy ships. So uh, when I applied, they put you in contact with like one of the head nurses, and it's all sort of done by uh, uh, email. So they send you the booklet, and you get a designated person that kind of like helps you through the process of um, applying, mm. etc. So yeah, so they gave us a book, and you know, uh, you get a little bit of training when you actually get there. But for me, they gave us the book, and then you were supposed to read through this book, and there was some horrific um i'll say horrific the things that i've never seen in england before mm. you know lumps and bumps and um tumors and you know deformities and etc and i've never seen anything like that before. Kind of so more, i really yeah. had to kind of like brace myself wow. and look at the pictures and you know when you actually get well, in there, preparation in preparation yeah mm. in preparation for going there when i actually got there they do do some teachings but they teach you and they tell you that not to look at the person's um tumor mm. or, or deformity um but to look at them in the air, in the eye and just and just love them for who they are they're a person and a lot difficult? of these patients mm. sorry so is that quite difficult to do sorry i cut you there um it, it it was at the beginning mm. because I've never seen anything like this and I was like kind of like taken aback mm. but then you know when you're nursing and when you're just you know seeing the end result you know you see them come in with a huge tumor or bow legs or you know some kind of deformity or burns etc and then because uh, I was in outpatients I would see them when they the outpatients and the um, admissions were kind of like next door to each other. Mm. So sometimes I would see them in admissions, and then when they go through the whole process, having their operations, etc., I would see them on the other end when yeah. I was doing their wound care. Um, so that was kind of like, you know, that's how I kind of like got over it, and I just looked at that person and just, you know, loved them. Because one of the things that happens is that when they have these deformities and these huge tumours and, you know, different deformities that they have, some of them are ostracised. Yeah. So they then they can't go, they're not part of the society or community. Mm. So a lot of them are just in, um, you know, at home and they don't come out. And if they do, they wear something over their head so people can't see them, mm. you know. So them actually having their operation, which is free, you know, yeah. it's all free healthcare that they receive from the volunteers that go over there and serve. Um, they're able to be um, come back into the community, you know, um, and you know, live healthy, normal lives. You know, it must be so, so rewarding. Is it, it very is rewarding? very, 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 very so, rewarding. So, Marcia, amazingly so. So, Marcia, what was your sweetest memory of? Um, oh, there was loads. I know there'll be loads, loads but loads. pick one of your sweetest memories and share, well, share that with sweetest, us. One of my sweetest, sweetest, sweetest memories was um, because when you when because I worked in the outpatients, I worked um, from Monday to Friday. So one of the beautiful things is as well when you go to another country, even though you're going to work and it is hard work, you have days off. Obviously, you know. So at the weekend, you can go to um, you can go to prisons, you can go to um, uh, orphanages, um, and you can do various things. You know, various charitable things because you're you're there by yourself. You know, you make friends there. You go on different ventures that they have, whether it's to see the land or to be involved in the prison ministry or the orphanage ministry or whatever ministry that there is there and for me i went to um an orphanage mm. and um 
that was just such a sweet, beautiful time because a lot of these children um, are just left. Um, So they're in this huge um, institution and um, they're just in these cots, you know. Mm. They haven't got the staff to hold them and cuddle them and to love them and to, you know, just allow that child to just feel a heartbeat as you're hugging them and as you're holding them. Mm. And it's for me, that was just so um, touching Mm. that, you know, I could just hold those children. Some of them don't get touched, you know, they get fed, yeah. you know, um, through, you know, just sort of standing up in the cot, some of them, um, or just let catched up on a pillar, just, you know, for, so that they can feed themselves. And yeah. when I was there, um, the, the warden that was looking after the, um, the orphanage said that some of these children don't get touched for days, oh, that's you know, um, just to, you know, that loving touch. Mm. So, you know, they get changed and washed and things like that, you know, um, but not to have that embrace, not to have that Amazing. hug, not to, you mm. know, just feel the warmth of somebody loving them and hugging them and just showing a bit of infection towards them, you yeah. know. So that was such a beautiful moment. Um, yeah, some some children were kind of like a bit standoffish because it wasn't something that they were used to. Yeah. But going down to that orphanage and just, you know, playing with the children and just, you know, spending some time with them was just... And just holding them, you know, mm. you know, Aww. just holding them close was just uh, was just amazing. That's so lovely. that was one of my yeah. <laughs> one of my sweetest sweetest moments That's while I was a... there. But that was that was really really beautiful, absolutely Fantastic. beautiful. So yeah, I know that you're a nurse on the ships, but do, does everyone have to be a nurse or a doctor or no, no, you volunteer? Don't. Um, no, no. You um, basically just have to be available. It's not just the doctors and the nurses or mm. surgeons. That makes up 50% of the volunteers. Mm. But um, on the ship, they need cooks, they need teachers, receptionists, um, electricians, um, <laughs> mechanics, mm. IT, um, engineers, cleaners, dentists, physios, OTs. Uh, basically, they need anything that you need on um, a, a hospital on land. Mm. They need the same quota of staff um, okay. for a hospital ship, basically. So you need all mm. these other people as well. You need admin staff. You mm. need, you know, the receptionist hospitality. Um, so you do need all these other people as well to help um, make sure the ship runs um, smoothly. What is the yeah, ratio what is the ratio of uh, patients that you'd see them in any given day? In any given day, for me, um, it varied, actually. Mm. Um, it's not sort of like, you know, over here, 10 minutes, okay. <laughs> when you go and see a GP yeah. or, you know, as a district nurse, and mm. I'd be, you know, like I have loads and loads of patients and I'd have to quickly get around. Um over there you just took your time and you just loved on the patients and you just really really took your time with them so Mm. um you'd start off and you know we started at eight because we was on american time and you would finish at five and that was every day for me monday to friday Mm. and um you would just get they, they would book a certain amount of patients in 
um, and that could be from 20 to 15 or, you know, it all depends when they had the, to get their dressings changed. And if their dressings came off in between, then that would be an extra patient that we would see as well. Um, and you just kept on going. So even though we were supposed to finish at five, mm. sometimes you, you didn't, you know, and, you know, you would just carry on until you saw the last patient you know um but that was rewarding in itself because you know you you're there to serve you're there to help and it's not like oh five o'clock time to go home mm, <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. you know, go back to go back to your your uh, cabin um yeah so you just um yeah worked until all, all the patients were um were, were done oh. so so it varied actually the number of patients that I saw mm. um yeah, so they would, they would, the patients would come and they'd wait in a waiting area, and then we all had um, translators, yeah. and um, so we'd get a translate. So we'd ask the translator if they could call the next patient. The next patient would come in, and then you know it could be quite because of the um, operations that used to have, and some of them were quite um, large tumours that were removed. Mm. So sometimes the dressings were a bit more um, uh, complicated. And then, you know, if, if you saw a wound and it was infected, then you'd have to, you know, call one of the doctors down and then you'd have to wait for that. And then um, we'd have to give the patient some antibiotics, we'd mm. take a swab. And all that just took time because you'd have to, because where I worked was just, um, just on on the deck, actually. So it was away from the ship. So you'd have to go and, you know, you'd have to swab, you'd have to take the swab up, you'd have to come back, you'd have to wait for the antibiotics, you'd have to, do you know what I mean? So there was a, kind of like a lot of, uh, waiting around for things mm. but, um, but you know you just you just did what you had to do for that patient it's, you know it sounds um, so rewarding yeah, yeah absolutely so absolutely and even when I was just you know kind of like thinking about you know coming and, and talking mm. about the mercy ships and I was just reminiscing I was just thinking to myself you know what a, an amazing experience I've had to serve mm. in this way. It's so rewarding and um, comforting to know that, you know, um, I'm helping, you know, alongside hundreds of others to change mm. people's lives so that they can, you know, go back into society and have a new life, you know, um, and start, start afresh, you know, um, if they've been hiding. If, if someone wanted to volunteer then, Marcia, what, what is the protocol? What's the process? Right. Um, I think, um, what would I say? If you wanted to, I think you'd have to, um, first of all, just want to be able to serve and, and care for people. Mm. Um, and knowing that one of their um, mottos is, um, you know, just treating people one life at a time, you know. Mm. Um, if you wanted to be involved in changing people's lives and learning new skills, um, I've made lasting friendships from Benin and Con on the Congo, um, you know, people that I'm still in contact with. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, I think sometimes through serving others, you learn about yourself and, you know, it's like um, putting others first. Mm. You're able to keep your focus, 
be focused, do you know what I mean, on priorities That's and what, what's really important. Yeah. You know, I remember when I came back from, um, I think it was when I came back from Congo and I went back to, because I did um, some practice nursing as well. And mm. when I came back and I was um, doing practice nursing and I remember this guy coming in and he was trying to show me this lump that he had on his hand, you know, and um, I couldn't see it. Um, I could just about feel it mm. and he was saying, oh, it's there, it's there, it's there. And I kind of like just, my mind just went back onto the Congo because I was thinking, you know, the, the, the things that I saw, the huge things, the mm. huge, you know, tumors and things that I saw was just, you know, uh, mind-boggling. And then I was here trying to, you know, look at this chap and find out where his little tiny little mm. lump was and that, you know. But, um you know, it kind of like for me just kind of like made me a bit more focused and, yeah. and prioritizing and you know, putting people first, you mm, know, puts things in perspective um, as well, doesn't it? When yeah, you go to... definitely, definitely, definitely. So, yeah. I think you know, if people want to serve and um, you know, become a volunteer, mm. I think first and foremost, you know, have that servant heart and mm. um, love for, for people. people. Yeah, love for people, yeah. caring for people, and and a desire to want to um, change change their lives in some way mm. or some form, you know, um, so that they can start a new life and have a fresh start. Yeah. Um, and I tell you, I learned so many new skills mm. because the surgeries that I'd seen, I'd never seen them before. Mm. Um, and whilst you're there, they do have ongoing um, CBT, continu- continued oh, wow. professional development. Yeah, so yeah. every, I think it was every Thursday for the medical professionals, they, they would go and they would have a teaching session on um, something, you know. Mm. Um, and some of these things I've never heard of, um, I couldn't even pronounce them, but they would talk about, you know, how how it came about, um, what you know the, the treatment the operations that they would do um, and sometimes the operations are in two parts and things like that so you know you do definitely learn new skills and um, yeah meet so many different people from all over the world as well that was a highlight as well meeting so many mm. different people you know so how do you find yeah. out where, where can we find the mercy ships so you can go online um i think it's mercy ships at mercyships.org.uk yeah yeah, to find out more information or you can just contact the office Um, Mm. I um, or just go on the website to get the telephone number to contact the office and they'll answer any questions that you have on um, volunteering on the mercy ships Um, and then on that section as well when you go on there when you go on um, on their web page you can actually see the volunteer the vacancy um, section Mm. Um, there's a volunteer section press on that and then there's a vacancy section and but even if you don't see the vacancies that say like you want to go as an admin person or reception or something, you know, but there's no uh, vacancies mm. for that, just call the office. And sometimes what they do, they will say, well, we haven't got any at the moment, but um, in October, you know, we've got somebody there serving now until maybe October, November. Um, you know, perhaps we can put the name down to consider you then. Do you know awesome. what I mean? You know, so um and they'll they'll talk you through everything as well, you mm, know. Um, mm. and that, that's how I that was my process. Um after all those years I kinda like said right, this is the time um for me and I phoned them up and, you know, told them you know, I'd like to serve. They didn't have any vacancies at the time, but they said to me, like, November, you know, if you'd like to come and serve for, 
how many weeks mm. um, I think it, for me it was like eight weeks to start with um, and then they kind of like put you in, in contact with a dedicated, dedicated person to kind of like talk you through things etc but definitely the website and awesome. contact numbers there um, and you can just read all, all about the Mercy Ships there. Wonderful yeah. thank you so much yeah. and speaking about the Mercy Ships with us did your ship have a name? Sorry? Did your ship have a name? No, it's just called, I think it, back in the day it was called Anastasius, but now it's just okay. called, if you if you go on the website, you'll just see Mercy Ships. Okay. okay. Uh, or Mercy Ships. So, yeah, so it's not a name. No, yeah. Awesome, yeah. awesome. And then you can, also on the page as well, you can um, donate, um, you can read people's stories, you can mm. read the staff stories as well, um, people that have volunteered, people that have uh, served, you can read their stories as well how they got involved in serving some people go nurses or you know whatever you, vocation that they have did you teachers, do a testimonial they go as a, a vocation to start with you mm. know um or they might go as a, a gap year um, to figure out what they want to do and mm. some people like uh, one of uh, the surgeons there the leading surgeon dr gary parker um, he went just as a few years and um, he's been there for over 30 long years time. now. <laughs> See? Yeah. And that's yeah. lovely that there's no age restrictions, right? No age restrictions. That's fantastic. All. Well, you have to be 18 and over. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but you do have families. Um, there, there is space for families on the ship oh, as well. Oh, wow. So families You might have a surgeon or you might have a teacher mm. or an engineer, husband and wife. Then they can go on the ship together with their children. And there is a school on board oh, as well. Wow. So, you know, the, t- the whole family is catered for. So know. beautiful. Oh, yeah. Marcia, thank you so much. Thank you, Laro, for the introduction to Marcia. And uh-huh. um, really just you've opened my eyes I've never heard of the Mercy Ships before when I went into the website and had a look I, I wanted to go just like there on the spot when I was speaking mm-hmm. to you you know and mm-hmm. just doing like um, yeah just looking into it and it's something that all of us can possibly try it's volunteering like you said isn't it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know it's a wonderful wonderful thing so could you just um, we're going to go to a short break now but um, mm-hmm. If you stay on the line, Marcia, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I'll speak mm-hmm. to you in a minute, yeah? Okay, then. Okay, then. Thanks, Wimbo. Thank you. It's a pleasure, my love. Thank you for coming on. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. Bye bye. Stay there. We'll be back after. Allflamersradio.com, the number one radio station on the net, reaching 179 countries in the world with the best variety of music. tuned into allflavorsradio.com and tonight we will we are playing our live and signed and unsigned artists and you might leave my side saying a big shout out to george flavors dj laro who's on from eight till ten tonight joy mckay mumra how you doing mark philogene from bremen naturally lily how you doing girly Tonight, when your smoke is out, who's gonna light your fire? 
sometimes is lessons learned inside. I wanna dance like fire. 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 Leave it to me, leave it to me. Sounds of Elay Weeks. Nothing but changes upon you. Nothing but change. You wanna gallivant to lose all your thoughts tonight. You wanna gallivant to lose all your thoughts tonight. When your smoke is out, who's gonna light your fire? The cold sometimes is lessons learned in time. I wanna dance like fire. 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 Shouting out, Nikki, how you doing, Gally? All the Instagram crew, WhatsApp crew, and the All Flavors crew. You silent listeners, come on, come and join us in the chat room. Track here by the uh, Cool Notes. It was a new remix of Spend the Night.
remix the cool notes awesome so we just had marcia heard there um coming and speaking about mercy ships and great work that they are doing on the coast of africa and yeah just putting things into perspective and having a loving heart as well as going out there and helping other people to um, live happier lives when it comes to their health because in africa uh, doctors very expensive very very expensive so these mercy ships they're doing a wonderful work so if you'd love to volunteer on a mercy ship please mercyships.org.uk what did you think Dicarlo? yeah I, it's amazing to hear mm. about never heard of anything like this um, um we tend to hear more of the opposite mm. so let's just take this one on board and you know, this is uh, and see the positive side mm. of this for Africa because majority of the time is there's something always wanted from Africa. So this is a very great positive just to hear that. Mm, mm. And it's like we say that if we you can reach if you can reach out, if you can volunteer, go on the website and check it out and see how we can best serve. In, and we don't even have to be a medic. We can do anything. There was lots of jobs there that she yeah, mentioned, she wasn't there? Mentioned that yeah, they're recruiting. So, and you can do uh, additional learning, which Ooh. is that's, well, that's what most jobs should do. Give you yeah. that additional learning. Yeah, so. and also yeah. working on yourself as well. The CBT, she CBT, she said yeah, isn't CBT. It? So remember what she said. She she was a. Um, a, a, <clears throat> a sickle cell, cell nurse, yeah. and she. Um, progressed and learnt more so mm. you know that, that that's that's what you want yeah yeah you know, so to go voluntary even though you're putting your money um, and paying for yourself but you're learning so much and as she said she had some very very strong sweet memories yeah you know yeah. not just one but many 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 memories so Me yeah. meeting new people as well meeting new people. you know so well done well done marcia and everyone it. out there on the mercy ships doing some great great things right so we know we're on the roadmap to lifting lockdown restrictions at the moment right so um one thing that I've spoken a lot to my colleagues about because, you know, I do life coaching, you know, that I work with people within the mental health um, field. And, yeah, one of the things that has come out a lot is how we're going to deal with lockdown social anxiety. Yeah, so that's people coming out of lockdown and not being able to fit back into society because they've been inside for so long. Some people have not been out all year, you know, Dee. Yeah, I don't, I don't see people having a problem with that. Um, you know, once you fall off a horse, you either get back on or you don't ride a horse again. Mm -hmm. But um, in, in that aspect, as you said, a lot of people have been stuck at home. Yeah. But you know what society is like. People wasn't used to being, wasn't used to being stuck at home. Yeah. And they got used to it. They're gonna have to get used to getting out again. <laughs> See, that's what we do. We, we we tend to like, for instance, we tend to like. For me, I don't really go out of my house now, but I will go, see the kids, pick the kids up, you know, do do certain things. But other than that, I stay in the yard. Mm. I was meant to go to Germany due to all the fines and all these kind of things that's happening. I'm not going nowhere. I don't understand you know, all that finding, but I guess it's just to keep people in. It's to, it's, it, it is. It's just a form of, like, for instance, if you look at 
what's rolling out at the moment. They want to open the country. Now, if you're opening the, if you're opening the country, but you're letting in so many different people coming in, it's going to upset. That's how it happened. That's how we hit the country, mm. by letting people in, plain mm. and simple. So what they want to do is they want to vaccinate as many people as they can so that way they can um, build up a resilience so mm. it doesn't it doesn't hit as hard yeah. you know so the people that want to come out they want to see their families um you know they want to see their friends you know a lot of people i could even say want to want to see their best friend which is pint okay you know what i mean <laughs> yes. and shock yeah yeah, so, but to be able to do that together as a group, because that's something, I mean, we've missed gigging, haven't we? We've not gigged for a while. I have really missed it. I'm not going to. Was it, was, in, was it August that we did that last gig? I can't remember, but that was when they was having the bubbles of six, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was just madness, wasn't it? it was yeah. August or July. I think it was more August time, no. September even, D. No, it wasn't. It was, it was kind of summery. Mm. It was warm it was, out. It, it was, was warm out. Yeah. And mm. um, but that was in the bubble, so people couldn't dance, people couldn't get up and really have fun. Yeah, because you know? every time they did the security guy <laughs> came along and like, oh, you don't have to dance. Right. So yeah. And then also, you're all right in your bubble, but outside of your bubble. But then, I mean, if people have been vaccinated or whatever, or they've still social distancing, <clears throat> is they still going to be social distancing? People might feel okay. awkward, they might feel uncomfortable I've around people. I've got some, some news, like for example, I got a text message today stating, um, can I start my um, out, outdoor workouts again? Mm. And um, it came from um, my um, Westminster doctor. Okay. So he's been on the front line. Yeah, hang on. He's been on the front line dealing with everybody. So what he has actually, st um, him asking me that and saying, can they Just do this the weekend? Um, yeah. Can if if they can um, do it this weekend? I said no, we can't really do it this weekend because um, other commitments. Mm -hmm. But um, for that doctor to turn and say to me, um, can we start training this weekend? Means mm -hmm. that okay, then certain things are easy enough because since yesterday. We are allowed to train outside. You okay. are allowed to. I've been doing that all year. For the six. Yes, but you've been breaking the law. No, I haven't. <laughs> You're allowed to go out and do one day exercise. Hello. Yeah. Um, Sonia was saying that the the gig was in September. In September. Oh. Yeah. September. So I thought, yeah, around that time. But um, we have some uh, feedback in the chat in the chat room, and um, Lily says she doesn't call herself English for one, because they would actually send me back if they could. And that's quite sad. Send me back it, to where? <laughs> being the fact that she's born here. She's born here in this country, mm -hmm. right? So that's that's scary. Mm -hmm. That someone... And that happened to that Begum girl, wasn't it? The one that went off... Um, no, no, no. She went and was doing... classes War crimes. Mm. So, you know, it's just to state that what it turned out to be is like, for instance, if we let her back, it shows that we allow um, people to go out and do war crimes. Mm. But the bottom line is, what what would have happened if she was white? That is the thing. That's the question. Mm. That's the question mark. If she was white, okay, she that. went out and done that, would they have prevented her from coming in? 
Mm. You You know it's based around ethnic. This country is based around ethnicity. It is. Yeah. Okay? So the top jobs, yeah, you know where they all go to. And you have certain people that might get to a certain part. I remember a good friend of mine back in, this was, I've been going back some time before, way before the riots, and he was a um, police sergeant, okay? A black friend of mine. And he, when we used to train in the gym, he turned around and told me, yeah, he works for the police. I was like, oh, cool, cool, excellent. And he was quite high up. Come a couple of years later when I see him, like, ah, how's the police force? Nah. Well, that's, that's not a place to be at. Not for that's us. That's what he's saying. That's what wow. he's saying. He goes, the police force, he didn't have to tell me that the police force was so racist. Mm, we know but that that's what he was saying. Wow. So where they trying to say, like, for instance, you can't do, uh, we're trying to do so many different things and it's the same again. It's like, for instance, you think about it, people. I'm sorry to say, I, I, I try to be as open as possible and I don't really like to look to racist because, you know, I'm, I'm the rainbow daddy, trust me, okay? <laughs> but what it is, is like, for instance, in this country, okay, you can get to a certain level and they like to state certain things. But just like how they say, well, there are black people in the police force. Yes, there are. Are there are higher black people in the police force? Yes, there are. Okay? But if you were to put it into a percentage, how many black people alone are in the police force? It is going to probably be around about 15 to maybe 17%. I think it's less than that. Okay? That's right. I'm just... I ain't got no facts here. I'm Mm -hmm. just kind of going on a whim. Mm -hmm. Never even looked at it. Can you imagine if I went and looked at it and I was that close? That's shameful, mm-hmm. okay? That's shameful. But th- that, that black or those few black sergeants or lieutenants or commanders that are up there, they're, I'm not saying that they don't have no blackness, but they're at a certain level. They mm-hmm. are at a certain level on how they see their own people. And can they be called English? I don't do you, know. Do you think they define as English? I don't know. I don't know. It's the same as, like, for instance, you look at it. We, every, look, the, the whole world kind of despised Donald Trump, okay? Mm-hmm. But we still saw black people. We still saw Asian and Mexican and all different types of people, um, of ethnicity, so excuse me, of ethnicity going to his rallies. Mm-hmm. So, like they say, we always used to say, you're a coconut. You're a coconut. That's the coconut syndrome. You still have some people that believe, I had a really good friend, not had, I still have a really good friend. And when we used to speak, he said, yep, I'm voting for Boris. Mm. Black guy, Nigerian. And he goes, yep, I'm voting for Boris. You don't understand. And he tried to break it down to me. And I was like, really? Mm. And his breakdown was like, Lisa, you're lost. You know, but that's my opinion of him being lost. But... My opinion to him of being lost. But they're all one of the same part. Wing. Look, they're, they're one wing, one wing on the yeah, bird. Left yeah. wing, right wing. You yeah. need two wings for a fly. Right? So mm. that's how I kind of look at things in that sense. Lily says, I completely agree. There's still such a small percentage of us in management and supervisory roles within the police force as well as the NHS. We are kept at a certain point and stunted from progressing. Without yeah. say. Uh, so, yeah, without say. Without say. So, 
we, we're talking about this question that we pose to you beautiful people about could we call ourselves English because there was a lady on LBC highlighted no that we're not English even if we're born in this country one question yes so I know sorry to <coughs> interrupt you there quickly yeah. think about this okay for you trolls and all that stuff let me ask you a question is Archie English oh very interesting is Archie English. His father is the prince, okay? His mother is mixed race American, but in Banyaso. Is he English? Doesn't matter whether his parents have moved him out, mm. he was born here. Yeah. Do you understand? So, what they're going to turn out anyway? Nah, he's 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 he's, he's, he's dad married. So. Wow, <laughs> dear, you're being very blunt on the video. No, i sorry. That word is nothing to be scared of, and that's what I they know. used to use on Green Shield, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but that's and they still use that word to this day. Mm. And even the younger generation, if somebody understands that as a younger generation. Okay, then their parents have been teaching them some yeah, serious... Yeah, that whole so, thing, yes. that underlying thing that we're but speaking about. at the end of the day, is Archie, lovely people, tell me. Okay, write in, phone in, or tell me, is Archie English? Okay, so that's another one going out there. With highlighting that question, it was one that we posed at the beginning of the show. But going into what the article that we were highlighting as regards to social anxiety as well, because coming out of isolation, um, some people don't suffer with anxiety. However, some people do. And Lily makes the point that there will be an extreme heightened feeling of anxiety. She says, I've been travelling to work, but I'm still feeling a type of way about travelling when the restrictions are lifted. I think it's social anxiety based on the fact that we have all only been around one to six people being around 10 to 20 plus is anxiety causing for many right so yeah we want to get out we want to go out clubbing we want to go to festivals um i had an email earlier saying that another festival was cancelled this summer which is a shame because it's the festival happens a couple of weeks after the lifting on the 21st yeah. but they just don't think it's safe all right and uh, was it um was it Joy that says that we still have to, oh yeah, uh, Joy says we must still keep the two metre rule. So it starts getting very, very um, kind of wavy again, doesn't it? Right, so, um, so oh, Lily says that Archie is Anglo-American. No, listen, he was born here. This, you can't, how can you be Anglo-American? If you're born to, that's what I'm saying, how is it? Black people or ethnic people that's born in this country can't be, but what's her name, right? What's her name? Um, Meghan Markle is American, mm. okay? What's her name? Uh, African-American, but they're American. They're, they're still American, Afro-American. Yeah. And what are white Americans? What, are they Americans? Just Americans, I guess. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? But they don't, I guess, at least... They're... What's Thierry Henry? He's born in France. He's French. Exactly. So what? What is this? What is this thing about this English? And he was born here. He's got an English British passport mm -hmm. and birth certificate. Remember, you have to be registered when you're born in this country. You have to be registered. You were registered naturally in this country. Okay. It's true. In this country. So yeah, you weren't brought in on no boat. 
Yeah, right. you was born here and registered in Homerton. Can it be said that people, black people are British, not English? And this is the issue now, because when does it start? When do we stop becoming British and when do we become English? And I know you're very right, Kimmy B, in saying that. And because we spoke about the ethnic forms that, you know, they have the ethnicity forms. And they, they have um, English white, English da-da-da, then they have Irish, then they have Chinese, then they have black. And under black, they've got Caribbean, African, so. yeah. or other, or they, they now have UK. Yeah. Because British, black people tend to mix with everybody, so they've yeah. got so many different selections for black. And it's just a point that was highlighted, it was just a point, DiCarlo, that was highlighted from an LBC um, interview, LBC interview mm. that, I, that I saw. And it's quite interesting, isn't it, that mm. they do see us. They don't see us as that. But does it matter anyway? Does it mm. matter to you whether you're English or British? What, what, does it even matter to you beautiful people out there? What, what um, do you Sonia, say? can you send in something about Germany? Yeah. And their, their, what they say about ethnicity? Um, Nikki says, mm. Nikki says, I agree with all of Di Carlo. You are what country you are born in. Born in. Yeah. So if there you go. If he's in Hawaii, you'd be Hawaiian. Mm, mm. Yeah, when you're born in New York, you're born, your class is American. That's what I'm saying. If you're, you're born in Jamaica, you're not born, you know, you're not born as in, um, what's his name? Um, Prince Philip. Yeah. He was born in Austria or somewhere. He's Austrian. Philip, yeah. Yeah, but remember we went on the, it's on the scale of the royal family, the side of the royal family, so it doesn't really matter what he is, to a degree. You know, and at the end of the day... It's, it's, it's not clutching at straws, but it's it's showing up the country for what it really is. Yeah? Uh, I, 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 it's, look, look, it's not the country. Mm. This country is England, and it wasn't even England. It was another, it was another name before then. Okay? Mm. But if we just go to now, this country is England. Okay? It's nothing to do with the country. Just as in Jamaica, America... Okay, same again, America wasn't what it is, and same with Africa wasn't, it was Kemet, and so on and so on. Those places are where they are, that's what they are, okay? It is the people within the country, it's the people. That's what the bottom line is, it's the people that are ruining it, ruining everything. And just making, making things and um, trying to state how things should be. Yeah, and it's their ignorance of not growing. When you take, if you pick up your mum and dad's ignorance, you yeah. pass that ignorance on to your children. Until you, like we said last week, Until, breaking those yeah. generational curses, yeah. and those, this is all part and parcel. And not everything that our parents, sadly, this is the honest truth. Not everything that our parents have ever told us. Sometimes we have to work out our own meta programming. Sometimes we've got to work through some of the old programming, get rid of it, learn. Uh, unlearn, relearn, learn and, and move on as well, mm -hmm. right? But we can learn, like from the ancestors and all that stuff, but not everything is conducive to us mm -hmm. now at this stage. So do stick around, guys. We're going to take a short break and we'll see y'all in five. We're very, very close to the end of the evening, this March 30th of 2021. And we've, well, we've discussed a, quite a lot of... Um, 
thing this evening, haven't we, Andy Carlo? Yeah, we have. We have, definitely have. And you got a little bit heated there. I was like, oh, the fire coming out of your mouth just then was just like, whoa. The English in me. Hey, so we have um, um, Greek. What do you mean by that, Lily? Um, and guys, if you have anything left to say, we do have about 15 minutes left, so we will take one call. Um, 07895-134-713. That's 07895-134-713. Um, oh, I think that um, Sonia says the chat wasn't working. She texted. She texted me on WhatsApp. Okay, so tonight we've discussed that it is National Iron in Control Day, and we are we can be in control on a day-to-day basis, don't we? I think I lost control there, didn't I? I think you did. Just don't <laughs> chat, DiCarlo. So, I think that's what it is. When you're English, you lose control. Yes. And when, you, uh, when you're British, you actually stay in control. Okay, there you go. Should we say that? We can say that. We can get away with that. As well as it being the 15th Amendment for the US Constitution as well. We also asked the question, I, can we call ourselves English? And I think the jury's kind of out on that. Right, so we've got to leave that, that in, in the sense of, well, we, we can see, you, you were right, because Nikki highlighted whatever country you're born in is the country that you mm-hmm. should be called by, but you know the British like to do things slightly different, or the English like to do things slightly different, so we're never going to know. As well as having on Marcia, having Marcia on, mm-hmm. Marcia heard on, as regards the Mercy ships. Yes, Carlo. I just, uh, he's just, you just, just mentioning that. So if I, how is it when people are born in Wales, they're Welsh? Yeah. Even black people that are born in Wales are Welsh. Yeah. Even black people that are born in Scotland are Scottish. Yeah. But if you're black, even Irish as well. Mm-hmm. Born in Northern Ireland or Dublin, you're Irish. Okay. Um, because, hold on. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. But if you're born in England, you're not... English. Yes. That's weird. We've never heard of that before. And this is this is something I think that's been going on for quite a while. But do you know what? We are who we are. We're all humankind at the end of the day, right? Beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And that is the main thing. We're all humankind. And I love the way that Marcia highlighted that as regards to most of the ships that you look into people's eyes and you have that genuine connection with them. We have that genuine love for people that it doesn't matter who you are. A lot of people come from all over the world, they volunteer on the mercy ships and they go in to help. They go in to look for people in order to rejuvenate them and give them a better way of life. And that is how things should be. Sadly, we know that things are masked in this country. There's nothing much that we can do about that. But to be our best selves, to be our better selves and not kind of, what's the word, not to stoop below the levels that we're at we set our standards really isn't it Mm -hmm. and i know that we've been looking at this 10x rule grant cardone and it's quite funny the number five says seek to solve problems yeah this world we spoke of anxiety um although some people may not suffer anxiety there's a lot of people out there that do and so them coming out of this lockdown might be a cause for concern but again, like you said, Di Carlo, we were anxious about being on lockdown. We we managed, and we were coming out of lockdown. We will also manage to get on with some form of normality in life. So seek it says successful successful individuals love to seek out problems, because they know that almost every problem is universal, in some way or another. Some industries actually create problems mm-hmm. so that they can solve them. 
by way of selling their products to you. Think of all the things you've purchased over the years because you needed them. Did you really? Or were you convinced that they would solve problems, um, would solve some problem you may or may not have had? Flu shots are a great example. Many think that they are necessary, but medical opinion is divided on this matter. Problems for the successful are like a meal to the hungry. I'm going to leave it there. It's quite interesting that they spoke about the flu shot. So create a problem, find a solution. And that sadly is the world that we live in. Yeah, that was so apt. That's so apt for what we're uh, speaking about tonight, you know. And um, yeah, problem solution. That's how our world functions. And they even tell, they can even sell ice to the Eskimos when they're surrounded by ice and they don't even know it. <laughs> A bit like the, the um, looting of the, the reparation stuff and sending all the artifacts back. Is that going to make a difference really to the African nation? Yeah, because some people's return that was stolen and it belongs to them, you know? You need to ask that person that said that, say, so how, okay, uh, uh, an African mask, mm. okay, how, how did you guys uh, come, uh, how did you get this? Yeah. What happened? How, mm. how was it, how did it happen to be in your possession? Mm, mm. What was the way of gaining it? Yeah, well they know, they know, and it's, the sad thing is, as it regards, we said that, that he said reparations are theft. That is all that the, those guys were actually good at. Raping, pillaging and stealing. Yeah, it's pillaging the same thing. But that is, that is the, the history of the English. Yeah, they say British when the bad things happen because they don't want to kind of say English, but that is where it's actually stemmed from. Mm -hmm. Okay, it says, um, Joy says that Archie will always be English. It's his country of birth and his language. Yeah, we agree with you, um, Joy, that Archie is English, but other people may have a different viewpoint, especially when you've got that one-drop rule. And I, I always say this, beautiful people, it's not about... The colour, it's not about that, but it's always made that way, that we end up always having these conversations. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much more that we could actually be speaking about, but we're always brought back to this. So how do we stop? How do we stop this cycle? How do we break the cycle so that we don't become kind of infected or affected by it? You take over. Do you, th do you think that, that that will happen? I actually see that happening to Carlo. What would you say? Remember, what, anything white never stays white. Mm. Wow, that's deep, man. That's very deep. But if you think about that. it. Mm, it's true. It is I true. put my white trousers on today and I went to the car and we have a black stain in it and I white no more. It's quite funny, beautiful people. <laughs> DiCarlo, I had to call him earlier to see if he wanted to come and fill in. And no, it's crazy that he's wearing an orange <laughs> T-shirt. So when I saw him, I said, oh my goodness, I'm also wearing an orange T-shirt. We, did we didn't plan it at all. He's even got an orange Haribo packet on the, the table there. His favourite colour is orange. But nice we didn't plan it, we didn't plan it. So beautiful people, we have come so close to the end of the evening. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out the schedule. Uh, just naturally, Lily say naturally, Lily is second generation English. Her mother and father are both English. Okay. Second generation English. Second generation, yeah. English. Her mother and father are both English. Um, so we were born here. It's a second generation, definitely English, definitely. But we we but the, again the jury's out on that one. So DJ Nara follow me for, from 8 till 10 tonight, as well as Mark Philogene from Bremen, who will be on from 10 until 12. We want to thank you all for choosing all flavours, and um, shout out to Kimmy B, as well as Sonia, George Flavours, DJ Laro, um, DJ Slim, great set last night, as well as you'll find Charlie Muir and Darnell the Therapist on tomorrow. Please check out the schedule. We have uh, lots of DJs playing some great stuff over the start end as well as throughout the week. So check the schedule out and high five to George Flavors. We are looking for DJs. So if you are interested in joining the team, please um, check out the allflavorsradio.com and perhaps you can sign up there and we will see you on board. Not forgetting our newest DJ as well, DJ Crycentric. Um, all we have left to say to you really right now is that we'll see y'all on, on the, the other, other side. side. Take care.